Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Welcome to tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I'm your host, the number one, Mr. Quick, and soon we will be joined by our panel. Last week was also a great start. And I guess when it gets so good, somebody or something don't want us to continue to spread the knowledge or the word or whatever we were spreading, and we just got cut off. I don't know why, I don't know how, but we're going to continue tonight and talk about what if societal roles, as we know them, were reversed. If the things that we were taught in our history books throughout our scholastic career were reversed, if black Americans were the majority or more influential group and white Americans were being gunned down at this proportionate rate, white Americans were denied jobs, loans, opportunity for advancement just for being white. Would they still believe in white power? Would they still believe that they are entitled or privileged just for being white? Or would they wave their white flags and surrender? because they have been systematically oppressed. When you try to express, then you get suppressed, which leads to one being depressed, then we digress. If only that was the case. In reality, is that the reason for the blowback because white America is afraid that we're going to treat them as they treated us? What is going to happen when they realize that history that they have been taught co-starred, if not featured, a black American? We see and watch over our media outlets, be it social media, be it the news, or what have you. Um, where I, I don't know, I guess these people are just becoming more ballsier, if you will. Now it's just like zero regard to anyone, especially someone of of a uh, of color. Um, they've actually had a term what they call call it caring or something like that and uh, where these people are actually wilding in in America. Uh, sort of fact where they're calling the cops just on the mere presence of a black American. That should almost be um, punishable by law because if not you will continue to just use our resources and our law, law enforcement for nonsense. You know, you call and, and say you were threatened or say what have you and of course here come the police and and thank God now we have, you know, technology to where, you know, we can 
show what really took place. But it's just the audacity. Like, why would you, how would you even do such a thing? That's just wild being all by itself. I don't know if, I really can't even put a, put a finger on it. Like, why is this taking place? And who's going to put it into it? How can we put it into it? Because if someone doesn't put it into it, we will be in a worse situation. And now when the 911 dispatcher hears a white woman's voice, she may just disregard the call because she feel like it's either another hoax or some some nonsense just based on history. I wonder how that will blow over. It saddens me daily when I have a conversation with the people and everybody's um, kind of upset and promoting, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and all this. I get it. That's cool. I personally believe that Black Lives Matter too is more fitting. Black Lives Matter also it doesn't have the same marketing appeal, but it leaves more time for us to focus on the mission than to stop and have to explain. What we say and get an argument because someone wants to argue all lives matter. Now, that that is true. All lives do matter. But right now, at this moment, I need you to recognize that black lives matter too. All lives aren't being threatened every day. All lives aren't having to have conversations with our kids just about who they are, what they are. All lives don't have to have conversations about with their kids in the event that they're having an encounter with law enforcement. All lives don't have to have those conversations. And truthfully, truthfully, all lives aren't being taken at the hands of anybody, truthfully, like black lives are. Black lives aren't only being taken by police. They're being taken by other Americans white Americans, black lives are being taken by black Americans. So 
we we can't go around here chanting all lives matter. I'm sorry, black lives matter. When a black person is gunned down by a non-black person, we need to chant Black Lives Matter too, meaning inclusive to other black Americans. We need to figure out a way to add value back to the black lives. I really don't even know where uh, where we lost our way and where we the value. But wherever we dropped it off at, we need to go back and pick it up because this just doesn't make sense. When it comes to When it comes to these, what seems to be cliches, to stop and take a look at, one, who's saying it, and why. Let's go back to the beginning and figure out who's funding this. One of my majors, or one of my degrees, is is arithmetic based, meaning that um, math was my focal point. And in math, we always follow the numbers, statistics, um, economics. In this case, someone is funding my question is who? If all lives don't matter, and only black lives matter, um, who's who's funding this? A uh, political party? Is it um, I guess gun lobbyists. Well, who's funding this? I know none of you want to answer that question. I know none of you don't want to think about it because Black Lives Matter speaks for well, no one speaks for me but me. And if you want to know how I think or what I think, Please don't hesitate to reach out to me. But as far as an organization or a group, um, that speaks, no, no, it doesn't quite work that way for all of us. So, here we are, having a conversation again. Who's funding this? We have brothers marching up 
Stone Mountain in Georgia, armed. And it was it was more comical to me than um, effective because here we are, brothers with uh, look like weaponry from World War Two, and are we just trying to put on a show? What are we doing? Who is our opposition? Who are we attacking? Who's our enemy? Is it white folks? Is it the Klan? Is it the police? I just want to know who we're fighting. Who's our enemy? Because at one point I thought our enemy was injustice. And now it has become something else. We have, again, groups being funded by whom? Free to hesitate. I mean, feel free to give me a call and give me an opinion. And I know some of you may not even like me for, for what I've said. I know y'all probably say this blasphemous, but I don't care. I am. I just want to know the answer. Who's funding this movement? Who, where are the funds going that you are collecting? Where are the funds going? Is it going to uh, help feed the black kids in the in the urban community who's who's hungry? Is it going to help get better internet so that uh, they can go to school during this coronavirus or COVID or whatever you want to call it? What it? What are we doing? I know no one wants to talk to me right now. I get it. I wouldn't want to talk to me either if I had questions that you don't have answers to, or I have questions. Now you feel one either I be I'm betraying you, or your organization has deceived you. And this is not a knock on anyone. All I want to know is if the societal roles were different, the reverse, would we still be conducting our business the same way? That's what I want to know. I know, again, y'all probably won't won't like me. Y'all heard everybody say that, you know, the head, tell should be the head again, and all that good stuff. 
But are you ready to be ahead? If you have the same thought patterns that the oppressors have, I don't think you're ready to be at the head because that's not what God would want. Think that you would have to to teach. We have to be willing to teach. And if we're not willing to teach, if we're not willing to teach anyone, let alone our oppressors or our counterparts, we're no different than them. The hatred is, is just as much on our side as it is on, on their side. Persons don't think that that's right, personally. I don't get it twisted. I know we, we've come a long ways. I know we have a long ways to go. But I also know that if we wasn't intended to be in the position that we're in, our struggle is what differentiates us from everyone else. Our perseverance is what differentiates us from everyone else. So we had, I personally believe we had to start out this way for whatever reason. So the strong, so everyone can see the strong will survive. I know y'all out here hearing me where I'm going to talk about it. So we'll bring all the voices in just so you can see what they have to say. Good evening. Good evening. Yes. I do apologize. I caught the tail end of what you were saying. Um, so... But I, I think we we're in a continuation from last week's topic, correct? That is correct. Okay. Correct. Um, so if if you don't mind, just refresh me up on on what your uh, most recent comment was, and I'll jump right on in. I'm just simply saying that um, there's a lot of things that's going on that we're pretty much in bamboozle. There's um, a lot of behind the scenes dealings. I was simply saying that uh, I think all lives matter. I think uh, black lives matter too. I think that one it is no different than the other. I think we gotta take responsibility if somebody's being gunned down. The same energy we have when somebody's being gunned down by a cop is when somebody's getting gunned down by another person of color. I don't think that it should just be Black Lives Matter against blue versus Black Lives Matter. Period. 
Right. I think that I think that you're absolutely right. Um, I think I did hear you say that uh, you think that we had to start off in this way. Um, and I guess I sort of think so as well, because had we not started from, and I'd say, the bottom, then we wouldn't know how to fight to get to the top. You know, had we not experienced um, racism and injustice, then we wouldn't know when we been we wouldn't know enough you know to know when we're actually being mistreated or or treated unequally um so you're absolutely right we had to start at the bottom and then to the effect of all lives matter yeah all lives do matter the problem is is that all lives aren't treated as if they matter um we're supposed to be equal um and and we're not. Um, we're supposed to be supposed to receive justice, and we don't. Um, so that's the problem. You know, we're not saying that other lives don't matter. We're saying that black black lives matter also, or just as much, or black lives matter too, um, because. It, they don't treat us like we do. Do we treat do we treat each other like we do? Like our lives matter? No, unfortunately. You know, and and here's the thing, that's not just our culture. Oh, I'm I'm not the feeling. I'm not the feeling. Um but yeah, I mean no, we don't. So my, uh, for me, for me, I would say um, how how can you expect me to value your life if you don't value your life? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, we're not we. Some of us don't. That. We're grouping us together again, and that's mm-hmm. not the case. We're not all alike. Um, like we had a conversation about angry black women. Not all black women are angry. Not um, not all black people are criminals. Not all black boys are criminals. You know, like so we can't group ourselves together like that. It's a matter of it's just like any other culture. You have some radicals who basically go left all the time and you have some that some people that that go right and and want to do the right thing. So for those people who don't value their lives or anyone else's, then we're not standing in the paint for them. We're not standing in the paint taking responsibility for the for their actions. They need to do that themselves. We're standing in saying, "Hey, you know, for our teenage son, who has no record, who is in Morehouse or, you know, whatever college, he's one of the good ones. He's one of the ones who understand how to treat people. He's one of the ones who value his lives, his life and other lives as well. Don't treat him like he is other than that. 
Mm-hmm. See, the problem is, is I think the assumption, they look at us and they think we're all the same. We're not. Um, we don't look at all of the, the guy, like the Columbine, you know, and all the cult leaders. We don't look at every white person and think that they're all cult leaders or that all of them are in a cult. We don't look at every young teenage white boy and assume that he is the one that I ever shot up the movie theater or Sandy Hook School, Sandy Hook Elementary, or is going to shoot up ours. We don't assume that. But the unfortunate part is that when, when other cultures see us, they see what's been put out in the media. They mm-hmm. they see that same negativity in all of us. Um, like we don't look at a Muslim and think that they're going to fly a plane into the twin house. We don't automatically assume that every Muslim is some kin to, you know, some of the, I guess, other Muslims or some of the ter- terrorist mm-hmm. organizations that are out. Right. We don't assume that, but. But we are, and we're not the only culture that gets that because, again, they they get that as well, um, stereotypes. Um, so we have to, I think, in order for us to move forward in some way, we have to, the stereotypes. Now, in all fairness, you have my number more white serial killers, more white serial rapists, more white, um, just, just by numbers. Um, Matt, what, uh, anyhow, you have, you have more white. So technically, I believe we should be more afraid of you than you are of us. Just just more by the numbers, you know what I mean. Now, granted, y'all ain't mm-hmm. really probably picking on no, nobody real. You probably you know victimizing little boys or kids because you know half y'all, you know, uh, in only in this sense do I say fantasize about you know the young boys. It, it seems like just like with the, the situation in, in Brunswick, you know, y'all talking this young man around. Like almost like fixated on this young man, like like mm-hmm. a pedophile or a predator. You know what I mean? And in mm-hmm. my mind, that's what it seems like. You know what I mean? So when I say uh, having fixation on kids, that's only what I mean. Not as far as uh, anything sexually inappropriate. I'm just simply saying when you fixate on when our youth, oh. He's so cute, or oh, they're so well behaved, or all oh, whatever, you know. Mhm. So I just want to be clear. I'm not saying that white folks are all pedophiles. I'm not saying that at all. Right. No, I understand. And I mean, but see, and there's the thing. We're not saying that about white folks or any other cultures but we have that said about us we get grouped into the same category and it's almost as if there's only one category for us Mm -hmm. 
That's the criminal. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Why do we only have one category? Criminal category, or you know, you know, if you come and tell me, you know, he's the number one. He's a good one. I'm gonna feel some kind of way. What do you mean I'm a good one? Now I'm probably gonna be every stereotype you really think of him. Just right, a good one was. <laughs> right. As a people, as yeah. a whole, I think that we have to really do better as far as one who we who we um get in an allegiance with. Um, that's that's first, you know. Um, me personally, I tell anybody, my only allegiance is to God and my family and my business. That's it. Mm-hmm. I just, it, you know, I, I, that's the only thing, those are the only three that I'm ambassador of, you know, and those are the only things that really speak and represent me as well. You know what I mean? Um, Black Lives Matter don't. When it comes to anything outside of those three, I speak for me. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that even when somehow, like when we were um, talking last week, we were talking about even, you know, upbringing and and raising our children to understand Mm -hmm. different values um, so because they are our future, right? So if if we want to provoke change or promote change or or effect change, then we have to be the ones doing the changing. So not only changing our thinking, but changing the way that we're bringing up our children. Um, and that means letting them, like showing them love and unconditional love and not um, mm-hmm. while... The unfortunate part is while as black people we have to teach our children how to live in their blackness, right, Um, Mm -hmm. we also have to teach them that we don't discriminate or mistreat other people. So we, we have a hard job. Because we have to look at our, our, our sons and our daughters and say, you know, you're going to have to work twice as hard, twice as long to go the same length or the same, you know, get to the same place as some of your counterparts simply because of the color of your skin. But then we also have to look at them and say, don't hate them for that. Don't mistreat them for that. Understand them. For, for that, like they didn't choose their color. They didn't choose this white privilege that exists. They live in it too. Um, they benefit from it. We don't. So we have to teach them, teach our children that. Um, and we also, you know, we talked about our children becoming the CEOs and, and what happens when, you know, our culture has risen to the top. And it's become the majority. You know, what do we do to our counterparts? Well, we we train them. You know, we teach them, you know, and and bring them along with us. We don't leave them at the bottom 
like they do us because we don't view them as our competition. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I believe that they're here because God wants them here still, and um, they're, they're no different. You know what I mean? It's like you having a, you having a dog and you treat it bad because it's a dog. Then why do you have it? You know what I mean? Why is it in your company if you're going to treat it bad? So it's the same thing with with white people. You know why why are they here? Why did God leave them here? If he if we were going to treat them bad, if he intended for us to treat them, you know what I mean? Treat them bad. Mm-hmm. So they're here. We respect. We show them the same respect. That we know how, what well, we we take the high road. We teach them, and and we we've seen so much of not all of them, but we've seen so much of their ignorance. You know, calling them police just because I'm here. You know what I mean? Just because I'm walking into my apartment building. You know what I mean? It's a my community pool. You calling the police? Mhm. Yeah, you so are exactly right. That's what we got. That's what we got to do. We got to teach them, you know. And we don't make blanket statements. We don't t- treat everybody um, the same. Again, I don't have a problem with cops. I got a problem with the back the cops that shoot the other folks and the. The so-called good cops who don't say anything. I got a problem with them, but I don't have a problem with all cops. But I don't have a problem with all white people. I don't have a problem with anybody and everybody who offended me. That's including black people. Mm-hmm. Like that's your, your color is not about your color, your skin tone. Not at all. Mm-hmm. It's about you offending me. Uh huh. I know it seems a little, uh, a little weird, you know, because everybody wants to display hate. Everybody wants to not like somebody. I can't bring myself. I can't bring myself to it. No, and you know it's 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 one of those. No matter how hard I try, like I can't look at you and hate you because of your skin color. Like that's stupid. I can't look at you and hate you because of the the way you wear your hair or the way you dress. Like that just it it just doesn't make sense. Um, I can't hate anyone. Now I can dislike someone, but hate is just not in me. Now I strongly dislike. Yep, hate. I'm not built that way. Um, and so even if I don't like you or I chose not to be in your presence or I chose not to interact with you, um, I won't mistreat you. I won't, if if you're down and need to be picked up, I, I'll probably offer you a hand or at least have somebody, you know, be like, hey, you know, you, you go pick that person up, you know, something like that. Um and keep on moving about my business, but I, it's not 
in me to look at you and hate you because of your religious background or, you know, you haven't done anything to me? Only because you haven't done anything to me is why you get this pass. If you've done anything to me, I can care less what color you are, who you pray to, who you related to, who you vote for, like, None of that matters. Right. None of that matters. I don't want people to understand that concept because everybody uh, thinks it's okay to 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 hate because this is what what our Overhead, our president is is preaching. So I don't I don't believe in it, and I'm not gonna start because it's not the God way. So I got exactly, exactly. We we have to um, treat people according to the word. Mm-hmm. Point blank period. And then even even it was, gosh, I don't, don't want to be wrong. I, I got to look up the word. But um, it was talking about the neighbor. Um, I'm glad Pastor ain't on so I don't embarrass myself. Um, as soon as I find the verse, then I, I'll quote it. But... Um, do you know what do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, and if and if hold on. Be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause, and deceive not with your lips. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that's in Proverbs 24. Um, and then, gosh, it has so many verses about, you know, the neighbor. There should not bear false witness against thy neighbor. To me, that says, don't lie on your neighbor. Um, but... Um, and, and when it talks about, when the Bible talks about neighbor, it's not like the person that lives next to you. It's it's everyone. Everyone is considered it's the person. That, that's it's just, the person that stands, that stands next to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just have to get better at living like that, understanding what the word says and and just living that way. Well, we do, and it, it goes and that goes down to um, honor. You know, when you talk about honoring, you know, mothers and fathers, you honor all. 
Um, because if you honor all, that means no one is left out. There's no room for any type of dishonor or disrespect. You know what I mean? Uh, so don't just limit it to yourself, but to all. Mm-hmm. All That's right. What I'm Absolutely. When you mm-hmm. when you stay focused on on God and, and the love of God, it's so hard to really get distracted by this nonsense. Meaning, um, I, don't, I really don't have time to focus on what Trump says and, and who's the new Karen and what they're saying. All I can focus on is doing what I'm supposed to do. That's it. Exactly. You have to do you have to and I essentially say kind of sort of you have to mind your own business but more than that um, in addition to minding your own business if you decide to give energy to what other people say or do make sure you're giving it the positive energy. So it's not like you're always looking for something negative to say or, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. It's like lift one another up. So if if you see somebody who, um, you know, like if you you walk by a single mother who has her, you know, four children and, you know, one of them just isn't listening – Instead of putting your energy into talking about the sister or, you know, talking about the child or how unruly her children is and wondering where her husband or the children's father is, why don't you say, you know, excuse me, is, you know, could I, could I give you a hand? You know, do you need help? Yes. Do, you, do you need help or, you know, but but instead we – we waste our time, you know. Um, we we rather go back and talk about the sister and try and figure out, you know, why she got all them kids. Where where her baby daddy at? Mm-hmm. This, that, and the third, you know. And mm-hmm. and that's just not what we should do with people. I agree. I agree. And 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 that's not only um, people of of color. We do that with everybody. Anytime somebody's children is acting different than ours, we start questioning. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't do that because when you start questioning like that, it almost seems like you're judging. Exactly. So. Exactly, and it's not you know it's it's not about judging, you know, even the Bible says that you shouldn't judge, but it's about you know being one with each other period and and if if we're one with each other, 
I won't have time to essentially judge you because I'm essentially judging me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you think about like um I don't know if we we talked about this before, but I know the topic is is about if if the roles were reversed, right? Um, do you think that we're ready? Do you think that if 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 we go to sleep and wake up in the morning, and statistics come out that you know we're the majority, we we're the head and not the tail, and those types of things, and we moved to first and, and not of last. Do you think that we're ready to carry that torch? I don't know about we. I am. Well, because we're, we're talking about, I guess, our, our culture, so to speak. So. Well, once again, we can't make blanket statements, right? Because our right. culture, okay. per se, is, is not... Some people in our culture is not. However, you have some that I think will do great justice, right, in not treating uh, white Americans the same way they treated us. I think they will take the dignified route. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, you would be ready, right? So if you were ready, what do you think your role would be? I will continue to teach. I think that would be what I do best. You know, we're going to be, uh, we're going to break up the little water cooler nonsense and we're going to make everybody feel equal. You know what I mean? And I promise you, one of the things that may get you a promotion to be like, hey, you know what, dude, I apologize the way we treated y'all, man. Like, that was messed up. You know, just on a simple acknowledgement, he made, I know you didn't do it, but you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you took on office. Right. Now, I know we we can't group each, you know, put us all in a group. But quite honestly, you know, it's one of those things when 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 you win, I win too, or or when the camera's on you, the camera's also on me. Um, do you think that our culture is ready for that? Um, I think. I believe we have we have some work to do, and I think that what we will have to do, truthfully, and I hate doing this, we actually have to, um, everyone in our culture, in our community is, I think that uh, classism will really be in effect. I think if we did have classes, uh, the suburban Black Americans would be treated differently. And I say this because we 
I don't care how much money we make, how how high class we get, we still going back to the hood. Cause that's where our auntie is, our grandma is, our our family is. You know what I mean? And you cannot group treat us differently because we still in the hood. But you can't treat the folk in the hood different because they're connected to us. You see what I mean? I believe that if we were if we do like white folks do, white folks in the suburbs aren't going to the trailer park to save their life. No. So the sedity stick with the sedity, the rich stick with the rich, the poor and lower class stick with the poor and lower class. If we did that, I think um, I, I think things are a little different. That's all I'm gonna say. How, do you think classism is important, or do you think that that it should be, um, or attempt to be? You know, we should attempt to bridge the gap or eliminate classism. I believe truthfully. We should we should eliminate classism, but as long as capitalists are still in play, we will never eliminate classism because we got to have something to differentiate us from everybody else. But do you okay? So you don't think that if 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 there were no capitalism, you don't think that people would by default um be classes? No, I think people will still be separated because there's certain things that we just not do do no more. Me, I don't care how much money I got, I'm still going to the hole in the wall. I'm still going to the juke joint. I'm still going junk it. Because that's what I was raised on. That's a part of me. Now, I might get in my Maserati and, and drive back to the suburbs to to that. But I'm still going down to the Duke. That's me. Yeah, so many people that forget where they've come from to where, nah, I, I will never go down there. You know, maybe something abusive, something happened as a kid that was there, you know what I mean, some type of torment, something that was traumatic, like, to where they just don't want to go. And I and, and mm-hmm. if that's the case, then I get that. But don't forget, like, this is who, how you became who you are. You know what I mean? This is how you develop the characteristics that you have. I can dig that. Because, and it just, I think that, and I don't even know where this comes from, but the first thing that comes to mind is, as you know, growing up, um, it wasn't, I didn't necessarily experience classism, um, so to speak, because, you know, I grew up in a, in a neighborhood where we were all 
you know, like we didn't know we were poor until, you know, like I didn't know I was poor until now. You know, looking back like then, it's like, man, we wasn't, you know, we had what we needed, but it was still like we we were poor. Um, So everyone where I live is in the same class, but the differences in skin tone um, was was quite an issue. I'm, I got to I got to I got to check in and tag my brother in on this. Pastor, when you, when did you realize he was poor? What was the question? I heard I heard him realize I the rest of it was. When did you realize that you was poor growing up? Uh, probably when I started playing sports, and I say that because. Um, you know, as long as I was playing around the house, everybody wore, you know, the Chuck Taylors and all of that. And then when I started playing sports, I started seeing other kids with, you know, leather sneakers on and, um, you know, just just different things, you know. And, you know, my lunch would be in a in a paper bag, and I enjoyed it, to be honest with you. But, you know, I, I saw them... Um, eating a little different and then when they would um, have their lunch you know or, or take the lunch orders or whatever uh, I got free lunch at that time you got free lunch or reduced lunch or you pay full price for it and so mm-hmm. whenever you know everybody not everybody but a lot of them were paying for their lunches and someone would get reduced lunches I don't know what it was but mine was absolutely free at Kind of felt like there's a discrepancy here in some kind of way. I don't don't know that I called it poor, but I knew that um, there's something going on. There's something that's not right. So that's when I first noticed it. To be honest with you, and that's um, you know that was an eye-opening experience because you you're you're ashamed and you're looking for a reason, and you know your family won't tell you. My family wouldn't tell you anything. They, you know, they wouldn't tell me a, a thing. You know, you ask questions, but they just be glad that you got something to eat. You know, and that was that. But uh, I think that was the first time I realized this when I got around other people. You know, I was playing uh, basketball, and I would see what they were doing and see what I had. And you know, they had wristbands, and I did. They had, I mean, just just a least little thing, man. It was just I didn't have it. You know, so uh, that's when it first dawned on me, and um, and it got progressively worse. To be honest with you, the older that I got, it really got worse. Do you think they knew that they were poor? No, I, I don't, and, and I I say that I say that now because I I I, I pastor in the exact same area, so no, they. They didn't. Um, when I got to them 12 years ago, they didn't realize they were poor. I didn't realize that, you know, you you just you just a couple of services from having to close your doors. They didn't they didn't realize they were happy to have what they had have and and you know even now it's a very very small town, and some of them now it's it's actually switched. 
they they feel like they are just so wealthy. They feel like they live in, I mean, the absolute suburbs because you've got a McDonald's, a Burger King, a Wendy's, a KFC. Um, you know, you've got the little major little restaurants right there. And what I found out is that, you know, um, they're comparing it to the way that it was. There was a time they only had one restaurant. It was called Hardee's. And uh, so now to have, I don't know, eight or whatever it is, they feel like, you know, we're a major city. When they don't realize I can drive 25 minutes and <laughs> you 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 are, you are dump all over again. So it's just mm-hmm. um, exposure. If you never, you know, go outside of your, you know, immediate area, I mean, you don't, you don't know. You just don't know. You you feel empowered, man. We got so much. I don't know where to eat from, dude. You still don't have anything. You still mm-hmm. you still don't you still don't have anything, you know. And um, that's the way it is, unfortunately. And it's a um, you know, poor is more than than money, man. It's it's um, knowledge, it's wisdom, mm-hmm. it's exposure, it's desire. You know, and, and when you when you pour in your thinking, pour in, you know, they they don't even want where I live is it's family against family. You they don't fight against each other, but they try to one up each other. You know, my family is better. We we stick together as a family, and they won't come together and and do anything to make the place better. They just want their family to stand out, and um, yeah. you know, so that poor is just. Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, if you it's ask more, them, it's more of a mindset. Then. That's exactly that. Now you see, they okay. they don't consider it. You know, they don't consider mindset when you talk about poverty. Poverty is I don't have any money. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's how poor is defined here, and it's that's not the primary issue. You don't have a lot of other things. You don't have the education. You don't have the Opportunity, you don't have the drive, uh, you just don't. I mean, you just, you just simply don't. And the one thing you were known for um, has been somewhat taken away because at one time they were known as the watermelon capital of the world. And what has happened was that happened several generations ago. So when the younger, you know, kids came time for them to take over, they're like, yeah. I'm not going out there. I'm not getting on the tractor. Hey, there you go. So now you don't even have that. So now you don't even have that. So it's, uh, you know, you'd be surprised at how many people just don't know what poverty is. And uh, so that's that's part of our issue. And so when you said you were going to, you know, no matter what you accomplish, you go back to the hood, I think that's great. But my question is this, and I really don't have an answer to it. Are we really delivered as long as there is a hood? In other words, I don't mind going back. I'm always going to go back, you know, if and when the Lord pulls me out. I'm I'm always going to go back. But uh, for me, I won't feel completely liberated until they're liberated. I can't can't be, be totally happy, you know, knowing that, you're still poor. I, I can't. I don't know. That's a dumb thing to think. I guess I, I, you know, I'll enjoy my wealth. Don't get me wrong. I really plan to. But 
just knowing in the back of my mind, wow, they they over there, they have nothing. They're struggling right now. Um, I don't know that I would enjoy it as much. So I guess my question is. I'm going to tell you this now. I ain't going to lie to you now. Some of them are because they want to be there. Oh, that's you know what I mean? They don't, want, they don't want to do better. You know what I mean? For those that want to do better, then those are the ones that you really can put that energy into. You know? Some of them may be like, like laugh you about it. Like, listen, because, like, I don't want to go no place else. My hood loves me. And, and now, I'm going to say this. My hood loves me. It ain't the same hood I grew up in, but this neighborhood that I live in, it's still my hood. Could you live there now? Could I live where? Could you live where you grew up? Is the same area? Um, Could you go back there no, now? No, no, and it's not because of um, economic. It's more right. so about the mindset. Of, of everyone else, like I don't, I, I don't do a, a, a stagnant mindset or or a yesteryear mindset. Could you, if you were, if you were a, a newly married man, and could you take your wife there and live for three years until you got on your feet? Um, no. I wouldn't okay. because I wouldn't expose her. I wouldn't expose her to that. I I okay. would not want to add any more than she's already taken on today. So if you wouldn't take your wife, and obviously you don't want your kids to have no parts of that. Oh no! Make no mistake. Now we go. You know what I mean? Right. We, we do go. Uh, yeah. But we're not living. But when you go, how do you explain it? How do you? You know, what do you say? Explain what? If you were to go back to that same spot and you were to take your entire do. family, how would you mm-hmm. how would you explain to them what it is and how did you get out? And let, let me let me, let me tell you where I'm going. Just I got quick. Um, just quick answer this question for him. <laughs> Been there, done that, bro. I, I wanna I'm gonna let him let him get it out first. No, I, I want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, <laughs> I'm really asking because, uh, you know, I, it hadn't been, you know, in the last couple of weeks or anything. But I've been asked something. Um, I've had an opportunity in my life to, to do traveling. And it's all because of ministry. It wasn't because I was rich or anything like that. It was just people would ask me to come and preach, um, you know, across the United States and in a couple of other countries. And you know, it just open up opportunities for me. Now, mind you, I wasn't able to take my entire family, so it was solo trips, and it, I don't feel like it was successful until uh, I worked it until I, until I could take my family because, you know, I want them to see it. But, you know, one of my kids asked me, said, you know, nobody in your family has, you know, gone too far. How did you get out? Now, mind you, I'm not out, but – you know, I've done more than the majority of them. So they, he wanted to know how did how did I get out? Why am I not afraid to try something? Why would I dream? Why do I, you know, read the Rob Report magazine and things of that nature? And uh, I didn't really give him an answer because I don't feel like I'm out. 
So that, that's my question to you. You know, when you go back, how do you explain to your kids and maybe even to your wife? I mean, they know quick, the right now quick. They know the last 10 year quick, whatever. But I'm talking about the the 16-year-old quick, the 18-year-old quick. That's the one. How do you explain that to them? Uh, he he well. don't. We like we um <laughs> well well like he hasn't had to yet as a teenager. You know he's had to have some conversations. Um, but you know I, he hasn't really said. He and I haven't talked about the eighteen-year-old or the sixteen-year-old. Quick, have we? Wow. No, it's. It, things come about in certain situations, you know. Um, in in a, in a conversation we had on the call, and I was like, you know, if my wife served you before she served me, take her with you. You know what I mean? Um, so later on, well, fast forward some, we actually had a conversation about that statement, and it was like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? So. It's always something that, that jars that memory, but um, just to say, well, you know, from this time to this time, it was this and it was that and it was, nah, nah, because from this time to this time, I was incomplete. I was, I was doing what the incomplete do, you know what I mean? And I don't know what that was, and I have not. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I have not been so bold enough to ask because it it was before me, and I just don't. I don't want to know. So there's no there's no there's no curiosity as to um, how as to his history as to his story. I mean, I know you know enough. You know enough to, you know, I, I got that. But I mean, I'm talking about, you know, to ride around town and say, hey, this 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 place right here, whatever, whatever. I mean, I mean, he's he's the kind of dude. He don't mind going back. I got that. But um, he's happy with where he is and what he's doing. You know. So I'm I gonna tell you something that's is, funny, bro. You gonna laugh at this? When we go back, we don't ride around town, bro. We go from the hotel but... to my grandma <laughs> and may go to the restaurant. But during but... those rides, like if he if he, now if he takes a different route or whatever, he he has pointed out, you know, like this spaghetti house. You know, I used to go there when, you know, I got out of school. I go there and get something to eat, and then like where he used to get a cigar from different things like that so there are different places that he's pointed out to us and even I think he showed us one well one place where he would go and sit and I don't know if you would shoot pool or sit and smoke your cigars on Sunday you remember he showed me where you and your mama mm-hmm. used to go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he's done stuff like that but as far okay. as me you know like uh, when it comes to you know, saying, I guess, like, finding out uh, details of, you know, who was you with and what did y'all do and, you know, how long y'all hang out there and different things like that. Like, I don't ask those questions. No. I, I think that, 
hey, this may sound crazy, but we got the rest of our lives to figure all that stuff out. And I just feel like right now it's it's just not one of my need to knows right now. Um, you know, like no, I you said, you know, some of the yeah, some of the comments that we, some of the conversations that we he we have and comments that he's made, um, at some point later to come up like, well, why did you, you know, like why did you say that? And and he uh, elaborate. So it, it's still um, a learning process. But some of the learning, you know, like I guess is is not all over, you know. Okay, I got you. And that's, what, and, that's what, and that's what keep it fun. But for me, truthfully, you know, like, I feel like I escaped, bro. So me going back and going, and, and going back to the block, it ain't going to happen because I might get stuck back in. You, you see okay, what I mean? So do, you, you, so, do you think that, do you think that, okay, you're out of it, but my question is, is it out of you? I know you're out of it. Oh, no, bro. But no, bro. I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler to the heart because my DNA. Now, my product oh, is different. So it won't, it won't ever leave you? My product is different. But I'm, I'm, it's, 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 I'm going to get it. I got, I'm, I'm going to get it with a different mission right now, with a different momentum because I got a family to feed. You yeah. It? So yeah. It, it ain't, I, ain't, I ain't leaving no envelope on the table, bro. I'm breaking it all into the bag, bro. They're not going hungry. They're not going to be uncomfortable. I got you. I got you. I, I'm relating it to actually a Bible story. It said that the children of Israel were in slavery. And uh, once they got the chance to get out, they, uh, you know, it should have been like a, let's just say a two or three year journey. And it ended up taking them 40 years. You know, and it took them 40 years because they kept going round and round and round the same area. And it's supposedly they, they had to do that because they could never let go of it. They kept longing to go back and longing to go back. And uh, God kept taking them around in a circle until literally they finally decided, okay, now we want to get out of here, whatever. So, you know, there's a lot of people that get out, but it never gets out of them. They want to go back. Now, you you you're going back for a different reason. That's who you are. I got that. But if you were called to um, set up a shop there, you know, could you could you do that? I could. I could. Okay. Now, um, the question is, you know, now now I've got to really dig deep into these questions that me and God this conversation because. I'll set up the shop. Does that mean I gotta pay that rent? You know what I mean? Do I gotta do? I gotta like? Am I just setting it up? Am I just the orchestrator? Or do I gotta sit here and, and direct traffic as well? That will be where the, the hangup comes about. Because again, I felt as though I I escaped. And although they didn't escape, they didn't put their hands back in the lines in, in the back in the lines there. You know what I mean? Period. Mm. I, I, I don't feel like I should be testing y'all like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like a slap in the face. Hey, I got shot one time. You gonna go back? Really? I'm gonna let you sit for a little bit. They did that, OJ. Listen, 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 man. <laughs> let me tell you something. We are not gonna make this about me because that, that's not what it's about at all. But you know. The questions I've asked you and, and listening to the conversation, 
uh, that's in essence what I'm doing here right now. I'm not here, you know, I don't know if you've ever been somewhere you don't, been in a place you can't stand, been in a place you don't want to be, but you're here because you were commissioned to come here. You were assigned here not by family or friends, you know, but by literally the direction of God. It's just like he kind of ordered my steps right back to here. And and I've been, I I call it stuck. I don't don't get it twisted and all that, but I call it stuck. Been here for 12 years. And, um, you know, occasionally I'll run into, um, you know, uh, people that remember when I'll run into, you know, every now and then a, a young lady that, you know, remembers back when um, and, and things like that. And, and here's the crazy part about it and that, that, that I've never learned my lesson from as of yet is that um, even though I'm here doing the work, I'm I'm not here mentally. I'm My mind is way somewhere else. My mind's in <laughs> places like um, Alpharetta, places like, you oh, know, man. L.A., places like, I mean, you know, but that's where my mindset is. My mind is, is somewhere totally different, and I won't even sell out here. I won't even, I won't even do it. And I'm saying this because I know somebody's probably listening and saying, okay, you know, do you just leave or do you go back? Do you set up shop? Do you do like Nipsey Hussle did? Do you, you know, there's a whole lot of questions and that's why I ask you that. Um, you know, I would love to, my purpose was to come here and assist, just to help out because they were in a bind at a church and I had the ability to help out at the time and I did and it's been 12 years. And my thing is, I'm ready to go. My whole family's ready to go but I don't think I'm going to be allowed to go until I sell out completely. I mean, I'm in a house right now and uh, you tell Miss Quick, I said, do not judge me, all right? Because I know she know she know better. She like to fix things up. But because I because of, well, I only you planned know. on being here for <laughs> I only planned on being here for I mean a short period. I mean I'm talking a very short period. Um, you know, there's stuff that we won't even we won't even put things up on the wall. We don't want to decorate. We don't we don't want to be here. And storage buildings just waiting on the opportunity to go. And, um, you know, that's why I was asking you that. Um, There's things you don't want for your kids, you don't want for your wife. And I'm talking to somebody that's listening right now. You know, be careful with going back. Make sure that you were were sent there and you just, you know, if if God got you out, don't go back unless he sends you. Because, you know, your marriage may not be able to handle it. It may be detrimental to your kids. Uh, and also to your own you? psyche. It's, 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 you know, uh, people need to know that. People need to know nothing wrong with going back, visiting, nothing wrong with going back to help, nothing wrong with any of that. You know, it's always a part of you. You got that, but um, I don't know about calling it home again. I think once you've been delivered, you need sure. to stay out. Talk to me. Come on, somebody. Talk to them. I mean, that's just from yeah. experience from well, I was going to say, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And even, you know, when it comes to like a scenario, if if he were, you know, called back to put a shop there, then, you know, I think obviously a, a life decision like that um, should be discussed with your wife. And, and my position would be no. Um, yeah. That's your yeah. past. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not – 
I'm not interested in taking a trip down down your past with you. You know, like I'm your present and your future. You know, you, if you've already left there, then we stay gone. Because, um, just for me, just like from where I grew up, you know, I have the opportunity to go back and, you know, nah, I ain't going back because I know what's there. You know, and, and not only not do there. I know what's there, I know the opportunities that don't exist that are, you know, that are not possible there as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's like that's that's backwards for me. Um, and so, you know, and going to visit, you know, hometown is, is great. You know, taking a trip down memory lane of, you know, when he used to walk home from school and different things like that, that's all cool, but that's a two, three-day trip. We're we, we going back home. <laughs> See, let me tell you something. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh, man. I'm telling you, you're going to laugh. If we don't go to a restaurant, like to go get like double crab or something like that, or some, some delicacy of the, of the town, I don't leave the front porch, bro. I, that's I don't leave the front porch. Just, I, 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 I'm tell, it is hard for me to, to swallow that. It's hard for me to imagine you. I thought you would be. Like I got three days here, and I gotta go see cousin. No sir, Bebo, and you know, <laughs> you know. Nope. The... nope, nope. I go from the hotel. I get up, go by, while the, the wife and the boys get ready. I run, I run by my grandma's house, make sure she's there. Whatever they need me to do, then I go back, get dressed, get the family, and we go back there. And that's what we stay at. And that's, I mean, he probably only did that like once or twice. I mean, usually we get up and we, we leave the hotel. We'll, we'll we together, we all right? going over there together. I think that one time I did that, I went and got something by myself. Like, I went and cleaned up or something. something you had like to load I did, the truck up. I was like working. You, you were getting stuff. Yeah. Cleaning the, um, yeah. So what do you feel when you, when you, when you, when you drive into town, what do you feel? And when you, when you get ready to leave, do you feel a, Sense of relief? Do you feel a lump in your throat? Do you feel? Bro, you, listen, what, what do you feel? I feel, I feel, I, I feel. And, and, and the funny thing is, I don't even talk about my feelings like that, bro. But I get so tightly wound, cause so tightly wound, like just I'm be, just being there. there. <laughs> just being there. It's not about running into no exes. It ain't about running into nobody. It's the fact that we driving down the street. And the police just jumped behind us out of nowhere, run our plates, follow us a little bit, and turn off. We're not breaking no rules, no laws, just just that alone. Yeah. Have me yeah. on edge. You know what I mean? <laughs> Going to the house, yeah, and I know that this is what this is the way it goes down over here all the time. So I don't even want none of the, the folks that I grew up with, who I went to school with, Sitting on the porch, and we go sit out here and kick it, and go talk in the middle of the road, and now the police done. That's him, I know. You see what I mean? Like I don't even want that. I stay on the porch, bro. Yeah. When I when I go, I pull, I park the truck deep up in the cut, or I pull up in the front because I'm getting ready to head back out of town today. I have gone down <laughs> there literally, bro. Literally drove eight hours. Stayed for three hours and got back on the road. 
Yeah. I can actually, I can understand. I really, you know, I can, I, I really can understand. It is, and you know, it's sad whenever um, your your kids, or well, my kids, uh, we go somewhere else, and they're like, you know what? Uh, my old, my boys call me Pop. Pop, you different, you know, than when you're at home, man. What's up with you? You know what? What what happens? You know that that's how they feel. They can see it. They see the 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 anxiety level drops and 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 all of that. So, you know, I just I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna tell folks don't ever go back home. You know, always remember where you came from. You know, nothing wrong with that in the least bit. But um, sometimes God delivers you, and it's dangerous to return back to um, as the Bible calls it, return back to, back to your vomit. That's what it, that's what it calls it. Returning back to your vomit. Because here's the thing, man. Um, there is no way. I mean, things are going well for the church. You know where I am. It's going extremely well. It's just probably, and I'm, you know, I'm thanking God. It really, it's not about me. It's probably in better shape than it's ever been in the history of the church. It's really doing well. I mean, it's doing that well. And they're just as they're just as happy. They're content. They're is, and they don't know the one that's, you know, charged to leading them. He ain't even fully engaged. He's just, he's doing his job. He's not, you know, and, um, you know, that's, 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 I guess that's wrong with me or sad of me. Now, I'm not, I don't think I'm cheating God. I may be, but I don't think I'm cheating God. But it's just the idea. Um, you know, sometimes you want more. And when you, you know, after you're delivered, man, you need to, to stay away because here's the thing. Even if I would have pitched a tent here, if God gave me, um, I don't know, millions of dollars and a million-dollar home and all the vehicles and everything that I, I wanted, I still wouldn't be happy here. You know, I just, I'm not, I don't want to be a, a big fish in this little pond. I, I, don't, I, I don't desire, nothing wrong if that's what somebody wants, but, I'm basing it off of scripture. The Bible said when Jesus went back to his hometown, he said he couldn't even do very many miracles there because of familiarity. People didn't know him oh. as Jesus. They knew him as a carpenter. That's the carpenter's son. <laughs> Ain't much to him. That boy just a woodworker. I mean, they didn't even acknowledge who he was, man. This is this is scripture we're talking about. So Jesus had to leave oh. his hometown to, to be the Jesus that we know, you know, <laughs> with the name in life. He he couldn't go back there. It's like, man, this town called Nazareth, man, it's just a poor place, and they wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him get his Jesus on, you know. And so you got to be careful going back, thinking you can make a difference. There is a difference you can make, but it may not need you, you know. And I've always oh. struggled with that Nipsey story because, you know, God bless him, man. He 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 did. I I would assume what he felt was best or whatever. Um, but, you know, there's another side of the story to where, you know, maybe his money could have done more than he could have done. I don't I don't know. It's mm-hmm. not my not not mine to answer. That's his brother did what he had to do and you know, again, God bless him, man. But it's just um I don't know, that story disturbed me a little bit. Do I well, know what you know, you, you, know, you told me about that, you know, and then you also told me about, you know, uh, another scripture, a story that you may mention from the Bible. I, I was about to get excited because I thought that's what it was, because you know that's my joint. Uh, but 
all the same, you're absolutely right. I, I really don't believe that it is for me to go back, um, especially in the same capacity that I was there. If I go back with the same mindset that I had when I was there, I'm no different. I have, there's no evolution at all. You know, um, if, if I go back with, with, the, with the mindset to just simply check on, you know, loved ones and go back to the regular scheduled program, I believe that that um, God sees honor in that. But I really don't believe that it's meant for me to go and set up a business there because if that was the case, why would he commission me to leave in the first place? You did. Okay, but um, if, if the roles have – if the ro- let, let's say you go back and the roles have changed, back to your original – uh, topic the roles have changed to where, uh, you know, let's just say the the white establishment, you know, you're not, you know, on the bottom anymore. You 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 just as well off as they are, if not better. Uh, does that make you feel any better about it? Understand, I was I was I was still well off. You know what I mean? Like, okay. regardless of, of, of how the roles will reverse or change or switches, whatever, mm-hmm. my situation will change. You okay. know what I mean? Like, okay. I'm, going to, I'm going to get mine. It's the mindset. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I was in a predominantly black, Hispanic area. It's the mindset of the people. You know, if you don't take pride in ownership, if you don't take pride in progression, if you don't take pride in, in, in each other or yourself beyond, your outfit that you're going to wear tonight or the car that you go polish up real nice and neat and clean, but you still at your grandma house or baby mama house or auntie house or what have you, that's, that's that stagnant mindset that I can't be around. So if you hadn't gotten you know out, what I mean? you know, whether it was military or just by choice or whatever, if you hadn't gotten out, would you still be alive now? Oh, uh, no. So let me tell you, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. So when I was 16 and got robbed and got shot, almost got killed, I was 16. I believe God was telling me, like, listen, you you better get on up out of here. First chance you get, the first thing smoking, you better be on it. Okay. I went back and uh, 23, 24, and got robbed. Laid on the ground with the big guns and pulled the trigger the whole nine, all that good stuff. You, you, I've told you the story. And I think that was God telling me then, like, hey, like, you see what happened when you came back. Like, you need to get up out of here and stay up out of here. You, you see what I mean? Like, the writing was on the wall. So if I would have yeah. stayed there, I, I, would, I honestly don't believe uh, just on my will, not, not, uh, my idea, I don't believe I'll be alive now. Now, God probably would have saw differently, and I pray that he, he would have. But um, just being there, knowing how it is and, and all from now. And, I don't, and truthfully, and I'm going to say this, and this is very important, I don't think that I would have got gunned down by law enforcement. I think I would have got gunned down by another person of color, another black American. 
American mm-hmm. History Pizza Show. The first two times I got robbed and shot at and they tried to shoot me were black. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that the third time it may have it could have been successful and it would have been at the hands of a black person. Wow. Man, you know, we don't talk about the fact that okay, obviously God knew what was going to happen or whatever, but you know, I guess this is for somebody that's in it right now that you know, maybe you've been warned about getting out, you know, jumping on the first thing smoking. I want you to think about at the time that you were going through what you were going through, you know, that the, that whole scene that you just described, I don't personally ever want to hear it again because when, when I hear about it, a lot of people say, you know, I'm just thankful that he made it out with me, man. To think about a friend that I never would have had, to think about, uh, you know, a husband that Miss Quick never would have met. I mean, to, to know that God had things, you know, providentially planned and it's, basically uh, depended on you making the right decision. Because when you're going through that, at that same time, Miss Quick is doing whatever she's doing, going through whatever she's going through. But God is lining that thing up, man. It's supposed to have an expected end. You know, uh, the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to bring you to an expected end. He has a plan for us, man. But when we refuse to, like if you had to say you know, when he had given you the warnings to get out, okay, you missed the first one or whatever. If you hadn't taken advantage of the second one, you think about Miss Quick wouldn't have a husband, and there's kids that never would have been born. I mean, it's crazy mm-hmm. to think about it. And I'm saying it so that, you know, whoever's in there right now, you know, sometimes you stay because you have to. I got that. But for the folk that, you know, God is leading you out, you know something is pulling you away. And you don't feel like you have the the money or the opportunity, you know. I think about you guys, man, quite often, at how God, you know, lined things up and literally had to shut some things down to, you know, to to get everything lined up to, to just to get to where you are right now. You know, it, it's important, man, to pay attention to the direction your life is going in because sometimes you get stuck, and when you get stuck. You don't realize how your decisions affect you and future generations because you get gone down down there. God help me. And uh, no, I would never miss you. Met you, so maybe folks say, "Well, you, uh, you know, you can't miss something you never met." No, they, you know something was missing. There would be something missing. So, man, I, I pray that everybody will listen up, man, and just realize, listen, don't let me just stay here because I've always been here. You know, if this is what God's ordained, I can hang, but um, there's some folk, man, need to get out, and they need to get out quick, and they need to go on and uh, with the remainder of their life. So, no, that's not the time of night, man. But, wow. No, that's, I believe that that's, that's just as important because um, we, we say societal roles were, were reversed, um, but the fact of the matter is, the mindset, our mindset has to also change. You know, if we go in and everybody say that the head will be last and the, the last should be first or whatever, I know I just screwed that up. But yeah. everybody at the end is not going to go to the front. 
if you have the same hateful mindset or the same evil mindset, you're not going to go to the front because that's not what God is about. The ones that's in the back that love everybody and treat everybody kind and, and all this kind of stuff, those are the ones that's going to go. So don't think just because you're black, you automatically got a, a, a pass to go to the front of the line. That's, that's not the way it works. It's, I believe personally it's where your heart and where your mind is. If you if you more about love and, and you're not going to get up here and treat white people like dogs versus teaching them and, and loving them the way God wants, he, he, stay back to what you're supposed to be at, bro. Wow. Well, well, well. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm just listening. Right. I mean, bro, I mean, let's just keep it hunting. You know what I mean? Like, we all, we want to we get a whole cool, you know, and, we, and we'll throw it around to, to the point where it becomes cliche. You know what I mean? To, to really don't have meaning. We say it just for the sake of saying But the fact of the matter is, I'm sure that there's a criteria that you must meet in order for you to go to the front now. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I might not check off all the boxes. I might not. But I know I ain't going to be in the back by myself. <laughs> mm. I'm just saying. Bro, we got to keep it real. We got to stop babysitting and pacifying, man. Well, I'm glad you made the decisions that you made when you made them. Uh, I'll just I'll just say that. That's um, you know I'm thankful that you did. Thankful that you did, brother. And I pray that you'll continue to listen the rest of your life, man. That you know, whenever you're being led in a certain direction, that you'll follow that leading. Me too, bro. I pray that I do too. I listen. <laughs> uh, the first time. The first time we, you know, bullet passed both ears, and uh, and it actually could have killed my mom too down the way further down. But anyhow, um, then the second one when they land over you and, and you hear a racket, and they and they pull the trigger, bro. Now you can yell at Jesus, bro. Like that's not what you want. Not all three times, bro. So that right there was a very clear indicator. Very clear. Then it's mm-hmm. time for me to go. Mm-hmm. Then it's time for me to go. And when I came to Georgia, and I went to Arm Avenue to the church, and they had a post out there of Martin Luther King holding the globe crying. And he was saying something about the earth, all his, his dream and the earth, what have you. All he, was saying, all he was saying to me was, after all I've done, you're going back to that racist-ass place. That's the only mm. thing I saw and heard him say, bro. I went back down, and within three months, I was back here. Like, nah, I'm good. This is home. Gave up tickets to go see the Hawks and the Heat play. Listen, I won't even go. I need to see the city. I need to see home. This is my home. I haven't looked back since. Mm. Wow. I must admit I knew I knew a, a portion of the story, but to hear <laughs> his next phase of the story is, is 
It's eye opening, man. It's eye opening. But I don't know. <clears throat> Never know what a person has gone through to be where they are. Listen, bro, that's where you are. You gotta you gotta respect everybody's situation, man. You don't know how I yeah. got here. You don't know what it takes for me to get yeah. it. And you think I'm gonna let you come and just take it away? No, bro, I fought tooth and nail for this. Life and yeah. land. Yep. I hear no, you. bro. No, bro. I, I, I can't, bro. I'm not. The three things that I promised, I ain't going back to the hood. I ain't going back to the corner. I ain't selling nobody's dope. I mean, I ain't going to prison. Yeah. That's just quick. The three things I promised you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my hustle's still the same. I call it different. A good thing. Oh wow! Yeah, you let me left me speechless tonight, brother. Man, listen, bro. You you don't understand when you be when you be telling those stories, bro. And I'm getting that running around, bro, because I'm I'm seeing it. I've lived it. I've seen it, bro. I didn't know it was connected to the Bible. I didn't know it was biblical. I did. <laughs> But I knew it was real in Evo City. I knew that. Mm. Amen. You lived I knew you that. Lived to tell the story. Yeah. And there's so many of them that did. But I Amen. promise you, whatever detail I left out, I'm not going back to look for it. Not for you. <laughs> not for me, Jack. Not for me, no mm. sir. Mm. Nope. And let me tell you, intuitively, intuitively, because because of the evolution, bro, it's not even too many people that I reach back there to talk to, bro. Not if you ain't, you know, if we ain't blood. And that's real talk. Well, I mean, I could actually understand that because, again, the only thing they can really relate to you on is where you come from. They can only talk to you about what they know about mm-hmm. you. They don't know you know, they don't know what they knew about me. They don't know the real you, the new you. Right, right, right. Right. And there's only a handful that that they do. You know, and and, and truthfully, I don't share blood with none of them. So I share from a little one, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. But I'm still happy. You know, God still blessed me. He's still in the blessing business. Uh, and I, no regrets. No regrets. No, you should be, uh, instead of regrets, you should be full of thanksgiving, man. You should be just, wow. You, Look around and say, man, I don't, I don't deserve who I got, what I got, and even who I am. You know, you got a, you got a story. And um, oh no, I tell them, boy, how you doing? Better than I deserve. I tell you that much. Listen, I am <laughs> completely yeah. honest, bro. Completely honest. Completely honest. I told Miss Quick, I, I said, listen, you truly complete me. Truly. Mm. 
I felt like I didn't breathe until the day I met you. Wow. You think you believe that? <laughs> you gotta act like that. You gotta act like that. Now. You know. I didn't know you. I can't say she. I, I can't say she. I, I can't say she took every night. I can't say that. So. I, I just figured we'd have some man talk right quick. I didn't know she was still out here. I didn't know if she believed that or not. Oh, oh, oh no, man. I, I can't speak. I can't speak for her now. I'm just an ambassador, but I can't speak for her, you know. Okay, uh, all right. <laughs> so, Miss Quick, you believe oh, that? Lord. I, I believe it. All right. All right. You don't, bro. I'm telling you, I do. I'm, I believe that with all in me. With all in me. Well, the only thing well, you never done, I've never done as a family, the only thing you saw on television. You did like like life truly was breathed into me at that moment. Yeah. Well, listen, she, she, she got a whole lot more information than I do, but I will say this much, since since I've known you, uh, I actually believe it. She, she may not. That's the one that matters, but I actually believe it. So, <laughs> so if you're blowing smoke on somebody's butt, it must be mine, man. But I actually believe it. I'm like, dang, I believe that. You know, I just I do believe that, man. And that's, that's good, though. You know, for you to admit that, you know, it's one thing to say it to her, but in all honesty, um, for you to say it before another man and uh, across this world, the way you're doing it, uh, you know, that speaks volumes um, about the man that you are and, um, you know, the man that you've become and all of that. So I hope that inspires some more uh, people out there, some more men especially, to, you know, you know what, be real with how you feel. Don't, don't you know, don't say it if you don't mean it, you know, and be about it if you're going to speak it. So, um that's big, man. You're going to have to put it in a book one day, all the stuff you're doing. Yeah, look at her. <laughs> bro, this is, I, I, I speak it how I live it, bro. I live it how I speak it. So, I hear you. So it ain't even no, no games to be played. When I tell you that whatever she wants, when I tell you, listen, happiness, happiness do that. I'm happy to do that. That's good. That's good, man. That's good. But it started with me now. Happiness with with me. She 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 made me realize. She made me see. She made she brought a lot, but it started with me. You know what I mean? So don't make a statement. You go get a woman. She gonna turn you around. If you jacked up, you still gonna be jacked up just with a woman. She a good woman go make you. Reevaluate and recalibrate yourself. Mm. All right. That's the other part of it that they forgot to leave out. Wow. Well, well, hey man, hey, you put that in, put that in the book, man. Like, right, put that one in the book. That was pretty good, though. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pat yourself on the back for that one, right? Uh, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. 
It was like an echo. I heard it afterwards. Like, man, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look here, man. I know you got to get out of here, man, because you got your 11 o'clock uh, prayer meeting, man. Yeah, man. I I, I got to. I got to go clock in for a little bit, man. We got a terrible outbreak here in the state, man. We we are number three in the entire world as far as, uh, you know, this what? thing goes with this virus, man. It's it's uh, really, really gotten, you know, bad here. I mean, uh, and, and a lot of it is um, just due to it's just really um, um, really amplifying the real problem, you know, the, the – the health problem here and the, you know, the financial issues here, the disparity here, the fear that's here uh, and things like that. It's just really showing up uh, everywhere. But, you know, you start in this little small state, you start having, you know, 2,000 and 2,500 new cases every single day, you know. And they reported today that we're number three in the world as far as uh, the, the population and the outbreaks and you know, the deaths are concerned. I mean, man, we haven't, and it's not many days go by that there's not, you know, I'll say many weeks go by that there's not two or three funerals. You know, it's just um, gotten to that point. You know, it's it's pretty pretty bad now. Matter of fact, the majority of the uh, hospitals, they're not even doing, you know, if you go to the emergency room, they're going to shoot you up with some morphine and send you back home. They're not letting you go in there because they got to keep, they got to save the beds, man. You know, so it's just, uh, you know, and I'm de- I'm dealing with not only some of the cases, but, yeah, I'm dealing with the mindsets also because there's a there's a fear. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the hard part. And then you can't have, um, you know, church. So we do church via Zoom now. So that that's helping a little bit, you know, they're able to see each other's face. Or whatever, but uh, it's hard, man. It's just really, really hard right now. So, that eleven o'clock prayer, that six a.m. prayer, all of that stuff, you know, for some people, it's helping them just to make it through. Um, you know, that 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 helps them to rest at night. And uh, you know, and I'm not much different, man. To be honest, I'm up at sometimes three thirty and four a.m. You know, playing solitaire or doing something just. You know, just trying to say, okay, let me let me calm myself down because I, you can't help others if you if you all jacked up yourself. So you know, you get caught up with trying to take care of yourself, take care of your family, and then try to inspire others to just hold on. Uh, it gets it gets a little rough, man. So y'all keep staying in prayer, brother. Yeah. Yeah, bro. We uh, I know I was looking at and, and it's kind of confirmed what I was telling you earlier. You know about the mindset of the people. You know. Um, when Florida is, you know, one of the greatest, have one of the greatest mm-hmm. cases. Um, That's right. A number of cases. But it's because every, we're living for the right now. You know what I mean? We're not living mm-hmm. for tomorrow. And and we just can't put off doing anything for a couple of days, let alone 14 days, you know. Um, but I think that that's where the issue come in at. But That's I do exactly. know that um, it's it's exhausting. All this has been exhausting from the, the, the this, this this virus or pandemic to the, the the murder of black folks. That pandemic, 
Like it's just all exhausting, man. Yeah, it 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 really is, man. Between the pandemic, all that we see on TV, we've got little gangs, or you know, they call themselves gangs. I mean, we you got drive-by shootings around here, man. Like it's um, I mean, like it's like it's nothing. But then, you know, one of the worst things to happen is they sent out a stimulus check, and when they sent that out, everybody, you know, after four or five days, people were ready to get out of the house. They started flocking to the beach. And when they went to the beach, man, that's when the numbers went crazy. So when the government opened the beach back up and said everybody can go out, that's that's when the numbers got, got crazy because people, I mean, people around here are still partying. They're going in, you know, out of makeshift clubs or whatever. Like, it's nothing. They just, you know, if they can't see the problem, then they don't believe that there is a problem. It's like, man, look, I got to get out of here. And plus, I got money in my pocket. I gotta go and do something. So it's just uh, that mindset again. That mindset mm-hmm. again. So I'm, you know, I'm thinking the stimulus is gonna help everybody, and it ended up being somewhat of a curse. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying they couldn't use the money; they could, but it's just the way that they used it. They felt like, okay, I'm gonna pay some bills, but you know, I, I gotta get out and enjoy myself. You know, and um, <laughs> you know, it's like, wow. You serious, dude? But it is mm-hmm. what it is, man. You just got to keep grinding. That's all I can tell you. Oh, no doubt. So let's go ahead and pray, man. Go on and pray us out, man. And you go ahead and yes, hear your prayer line, and we'll meet you over there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Let's get it. Lord, thank you so much for the discussion on tonight. Thank you so much, God, for more than anything, God, for truth tonight. Um, Lord, we spent some time talking about how you delivered uh, Mr. Quick and not only how you delivered, but where you delivered him from. And we're not downing the location in the least bit. You know, uh, that's the place for some people to be, but it just wasn't the place for him. So I want to thank you for, um, you know, the fact that that you put an urging underneath him, a fire underneath him, whether it was out of fear, out of necessity, that. It doesn't matter, Lord. I'm just glad he yielded to the call. And at the same time, you were disturbing Miss Quick in some kind of way. You allowed those paths to cross. And uh, now here they are trying to reach out to help others. Lord, I say that because everybody uh, can learn from that story. Everybody can say, you know what? I'm in a similar situation. And if God did it for him, he'll do it for me. I pray, God, about our mindset. I pray about our attitude and I pray God that you know that not that the roles will be reversed but that all of us will see you and see things the way they're supposed to be. I know that's almost asking the impossible but I did ask somebody that's able to do it. So I'm asking you Lord please help us God to take our rightful place, whatever that is. Help us to see things the way you want us to see them. Help us to keep believing, help us to have faith, help us to help one another. And help us, God, not to settle for anything less than the life you have for us. So thank you so much, God. And I thank you for this line, this ministry. I thank you for all the input and the laughter. I thank you for all the, the just the, the the scary stories that we hear sometimes. They could have uh, derailed everything. But I thank you that in the end you did prevail. So, Lord, I pray now for any and everybody that's affected with this uh, coronavirus. But I also pray more so for the hearts and the minds of the people 
that they will put them in the right place, and they will put their trust in you, and I know everything will be all right. Thank you so much for another program, God. Keep us in your care, and, Lord, I ask you, Lord, please keep us together and help us to continue to reach out because we never know who's listening, and you never know who's going to be helped. I love you, Lord. And please continue to keep your hand on us and on this ministry. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, number one, with Ms. Quigg and Pastor Robinson. What if societal roles were reversed? Would you still take the godly route? Let's find mm. out. Love each other. Take care of one another. Keep your faith and wash your hands. Peace.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 